Yeah, don't have an outline. I think we can just walk through. And okay. I do you think we need to do any of the other stuff? Like, here are some corrections or anything, or can we just go nah, right into it? It's, let's. Uh, we'll start. It's, it's complete. New year, new new us. That's right. <laughs> new us. Okay. Um. <laughs> every every twenty something black girls anthem on December thirty first. All right. I guess let's just. I mean, I, I'll probably mention how I didn't really. Uh, well, well, let's just do it. Let's just okay. go into oh, it. Let's right. go for it. Yeah. All right. Three, um, two, one. We're recording, one. so whenever you want to. Yeah, I know. I did notice that, Chris. Thanks for interrupting my countdown. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Let's go. The spirit of incarceration dwells here. And then we're moving by the pack, so we moving them. And even if you don't, then you do, cause you cool with them. They be like, I only went to school with them. Welcome to Color Correction, a GCC podcast about race and faith from the perspective of an uh, Asian guy, a black girl, and a white guy too. I'm Andrew. I use he, him pronouns. I'm Asian. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Andrew? Because I literally almost forgot the intro. <laughs> like, I, in the middle of it, I was <laughs> like, like we... words are next. <laughs> yeah. What is happening here? <laughs> I'm Beth, and I use she, her pronouns, and I'm black. And I'm Chris. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm white. And we are one week into 2021. Um, as of today. As of today. Yeah. yeah the, the, I, I honestly thought we were going to take a longer hiatus here. But then um, the day six of 2021 happened. <laughs> and and uh, I guess Beth, you, Beth and Chris, you guys were like, we need to talk about whatever crazy stuff is happening and i was mm -hmm. like all right i guess <laughs> i guess we do um so it's i don't know like, what do you want to do do you want to jump right into it or yeah it's just so crazy like yesterday started i tweeted about this like yesterday started and one of the first things that i heard was that kim and kanye may be getting divorced that divorce is mm -hmm. on the table and then I kept catching myself, like, checking the Georgia Senate race um, to see if Ossoff, I'm not sure how to say his last name, um, mm -hmm. a Jewish man that was running to be a state senator, I kept, you know, checking to see if he won, right? Because the first black senator from Georgia won. So I wanted to see, you know, if a Jewish guy could join him, right? Mm -hmm. And then... Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, some white supremacists literally took siege of the United States Capitol mm. within like an hour of attempting to take siege yeah. of the United States Capitol. And like Ossoff or whatever, O-S-S-O-F-F, -F, whatever, however you say his name, he won the Senate race. You know, mm. I don't really care about Kim and Kanye anymore. I was completely fixated on my television watching these enraged, violent white men that white men that came fully loaded to go to war, literally take siege of the state capitol. That's what we saw on television yesterday. It was like watching a fucking movie. Um, so how are you, you? Did you guys watch it too? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah, um, obsessively. Yeah. Really? Obsessively? Yeah. I, I, I did too. I watched, I watched a lot of uh-huh. news yesterday. Like, I stayed on it. It was mm. so bizarre. I was curious about why you guys had such a strong reaction to this thing happening. And then I, as this, as people's reactions have unfolded, I find myself kind of a little bit like, a little bit perplexed. I don't know. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in such a weird place emotionally because mm-hmm. I feel like the morning of the 6th, I was like, I would be surprised if there isn't some kind of violence because I saw the way that Georgia was was swinging to the left mm-hmm. and the president has been nonstop about how it's been a, a stolen election. And then there are tons of people showing up with guns in Washington, D.C. I was shocked that they actually took siege of the Capitol, though, Andrew. There's uh-huh. no way you saw that coming. I don't know. I, I, when it started happening, I was, I, I, I don't think I was completely, I don't want to like, it, it, also, I'm just a generally an anxious person. I assume the worst will happen every time oh, okay. like something happens. So it, it, it's the worst thing for somebody like me to be proven right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, see, finally, yeah. I've been telling you guys. Because it just makes me more anxious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I am really it, 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 people's, I don't know, I, I find myself getting annoyed at people's reactions, but I think mm. if people were not to react, I would also be annoyed. So maybe I'm right. just kind of in a pissy kind of mood. Because <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. Like, What's it, annoying uh, an, about people's reactions to you? Well, it's like, I'm, I, I guess I'm a little annoyed at people who are disillusioned, who, who I'm annoyed at the people for whom this is their moment of disillusionment for the United mm, States. Yeah. Like okay. after... Yeah everything like this is the mm-hmm. moment like right as if you couldn't see this coming with everything with all the rhetoric that's been coming from the right mm-hmm. um right like this is kind of the culmination of everything right yeah. i don't know right. maybe th- that's part of where i'm in my annoyances comes from obviously i'm still processing this and that's why i didn't want to take the lead for talking us through this but now i'm talking a lot so i'll, I'll, I'll be a little i'll pipe no down. it's helpful no, we always great. like your lead andrew yeah yeah i said no, i would no, do no, it no, but no. i didn't want to do it <laughs> well, I don't know. That was so. That was kind of my yeah. reaction. Obviously, a lot of the images coming out of those coming out of what happened are quite shocking. I I kind of stumbled onto the video of the woman who got shot, and it's uh, did you watch her get shot? I it, I did. It's quite um, explicit. It's like uh, I I don't know if I'd recommend it, but like it, a bunch of people trying to get through a barricade in the Capitol building, and a mm-hmm. Secret Service agent just shoots her. Um, and you know, I mean, you know, it's, she, there are four people, at least as of the rec- our recording of this, that died from yesterday's events. Because of um, Trump's so ego. Is, and like, yeah, sure. It, it, we, yeah, like, it, we have to be explicit. Like, the president gave a speech and told people to go to the Capitol building, and that's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. They listened to him. Because right. he didn't win the election, right. and he's can't let it go like people are literally dead for something that we've been doing for centuries peacefully mm-hmm. people are literally <clears throat> dead in the year on the sixth day of the 2021st yeah. year you know uh-huh. like there are people What's... that died because of a really really um crazy man's ego that's the mm-hmm. only reason they died mm-hmm. nothing unusual actually happened the election was not stolen. There's been no proof of that. They died for nothing well, but Trump's ego. And the the actual proceedings of yesterday were such nothing proceedings. I've never 
considered tuning into them ever. Like, no. What mm-hmm. all that happened yesterday is that the like certified votes were officially counted. It's just a matter of ceremony. Mm-hmm. That's all that yesterday it, was. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? My uh, a buddy of mine was talking to me today about how he had finally caught up to our uh, look back on 2020 episode. And he was like, I was listening to Beth talk about how this is the end of America as like C-SPAN the end of America the- happened. <laughs> right. As it was on in the background. And he no. was like, wow, like Beth really is a prophetess. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, she, she totally is. Um, prophetess uh, strikes me as so funny because <laughs> I feel like special prophetess women used to come to my church growing up i know that's where, that's really where i'm getting I, at because in the bible there's just we prophets. had some of those in our church they're too. just prophets like, right they were there's wackos. no reason for that they're crazy wackos uh-huh. and there's just no need for the prophetess like it's right. just so ridiculous so i yes. love that <laughs> i want to be called a prophetess now <laughs> uh it's funny how that happens. Like, I'll say something that I kind of am saying to just make people uncomfortable. And then the mm-hmm. shit fucking happens. Like, this yeah. is the second time that this has happened on this podcast. Yeah, say some good stuff. <laughs> For real. <laughs> um, yeah. Where were we just now? I Mostly. literally have no idea what we were just talking right. about. Mostly well, Chris, process. you were talking about how... Oh, yeah. Chris, yeah. you were saying how it's like... It, it's It was a procedural thing. Yeah. Yeah, on so many levels. And it's it's interesting that you talk about disillusionment, Andrew, because the I think there is a strong sentiment of disillusionment, but like the like the um the facts and what's what's guiding disillusionment and what it's about is so different for people. We're we're mm-hmm. we're on the same page about how crazy yesterday was, but for totally different reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting cuz I've seen on your Facebook, Chris, that you've been engaging with people on both sides of the aisle uh because of your kind of friends and family connections. When you say that yeah. different people are having the same reaction for different reasons, is that what you're talking about? That's what I'm talking about. Um mm-hmm. I mean, I'm hoping people will address the um, the strange bedfellows represented in all these flags that are flying together um, at the at the Trump rallies between like the Jesus flag, the American flag, the Blue Lives Matter flag, and, and the, the Confederate, Confederate flag. I'm like. I, I, I see how all those things work together. I'm not surprised, but I'm also like, like I'd like to see some of my people who I know are conservative but aren't Confederates to like be like, that's wrong. Can, but like, mm-hmm. I haven't heard any. Well, how do people, how do they justify that? that? Are they okay with people flying? I hear all, like, I hear that like, this is all Antifa that was inside, you know, like, it's so over the top. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of um, really weird rationales for yesterday. Huh, interesting. So some people yeah. are saying that the the people that went into the Capitol building were Antifa. Were Antifa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's and that's why the police just like ushered them through so so easily. <laughs> what that I mean when literal Antifa is around, the police don't act like that. No, that's that's what I'm saying. 
um and i mean this has been a, a, a very a common a hot take but a common take uh which is that if the protesters were black and brown um th- this would have looked very different yeah want to talk about that though that's so uninteresting to me it is uh, yeah that's what i mean when i it's a common but hot take like obviously that's the case and that's obviously that's not surprising whatsoever no No. people keep on putting that on my timeline on facebook and i'm just like i don't know i feel like that's somebody being like oh my gosh your name is bethany yeah bitch my name is bethany like (laughs) it just feels that like yeah common of course Right, right 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 Yeah, I hear that. That's I think that's another reason why I'm like, why I'm skeptical about the outrage. Which you like? I don't know. Again, why does still that, processing. Why does that particularly stand out in your skepticism? Because like, mm-hmm. obviously, the police treat white people differently. Yeah, that's right. not a hot take. That's nothing new. That's just the that's just the mantra of of the of the of the year of the nation. Mm-hmm. You know, that's nothing, that's not surprising whatsoever. And the, and if you're surprised, you haven't been paying attention. Um, I yeah. feel like these moments really bring out where different people are on the spectrum of, of radicalization, I think. Because for me, I, I was really getting annoyed with people saying, if this had been BLM, if they had been black, I'm just like, bro, like the, the police have never been created to enforce anything against white people, right? The police don't exist for white people. The police exist for black and brown bodies. So of course it would be different. But if you're just starting to understand and just starting to form an an analysis on systemic racism in America, I guess that is going to be what stands out. And there's also Mm. a really drastically stark difference in the comparison is close, right? So like all of those protests that just happened this summer, um, now we have this six months later or like Trump's statements just six months ago are completely different from his statements yesterday, telling them that he loves them. Even uh-huh. I was shocked by that. Uh, well, yeah, he, no, you're he right. He said it's not the same take. kind of stuff at Charlottesville. Yeah. Where he said there were very fine people on both sides. And that was after a right winger drove a car through, through a crowd. Right. I don't know. Something about saying I love you was uh-huh. really, really, really and I think uh-huh. I think he like is mentally unwell, so he really does love all this in- attention. Mm-hmm. But for, for the president of the United States, I think I'm separating Trump from be actually uh-huh. being the president. Sometimes, usually that's what I do. Like I don't yeah. actually consider him as the president. But right. yesterday when I actually put together that the president of the United States told a group of people that took siege of the United States Capitol and mm-hmm. intended on dragging Congress out into the streets to kill them. That was their intention. We've seen those tweets for him mm-hmm. to then go on national television and start off by reinforcing the reason that the motherfuckers are pissed anyways, and then tell them motherfuckers that he loves them. I was like, I, I, this is unreal. Yeah. Wait, let's go back. I want to go back to with the, uh, the go back to Chris's experience really quick. I am one of the people who posted at 
several points yesterday that like this would not turn out this way if this was um if this was a BLM protest. Like mm-hmm. they wouldn't have waited four hours before they started tear gassing people. That's insane. Like all, all I really meant to say is that I I it's not a hot take for me that police treat white people different than black people. But I do kind of feel like it's my boulder to push up a hill on social media to like keep saying that um, mm-hmm. because I have a particular connection to people who are still not paying attention. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel some sort of responsibility to just be like, do you see this? It, it's not new, but I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> mm. And it's kind of like the most pertinent evidence of systemic racism. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like I said, this the like the difference just happened six months ago. So I I can understand the yeah, point. Yeah, you that don't you're have to making. go back that far in time. Trump's response six months ago was totally different. Mm-hmm. And there's there's evidence of of what mm-hmm. he said in both instances. No, but I I totally I mean I get where you're coming from in terms of who the people that you interact with and what might be helpful. I I think um, Chris, your tolerance for uh wading into the cesspool of facebook uh people who will will fight you over the internet is 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 much higher than mine obviously so one of the things that i'm wrestling most with uh, a woman that i really admire in philly um she posted yesterday this question what do you do when the Bible is their manifesto. And I've really Mm -hmm. been thinking about that, right? Like, Mm -hmm. because honestly, and I've compared um, the domestic terrorists yesterday to Germans um, in Nazi Germany of yesteryear, right? Because I I feel like the comparisons are really um, obvious, right? So, What we saw in Nazi Germany was that um, after World War One, there were all of these sanctions placed on Germany. The Versailles Treaty really sanctioned Germany. And a lot of German people were extremely poor and uncomfortable and unseen and unloved by um, the system. And when Hitler came around, despite the fact that he was saying really ugly and violent things, he made those people feel loved and seen and they latched onto it and they were willing to watch other people die for them to have access um, to being loved and being seen and having the power that was taken from them systemically. Mm-hmm. As much as I don't want to have uh, grace and love for Trump supporters as a black woman, as um, somebody that oftentimes prays for me to see um, God's children in the same way that he sees them, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I'm still kind of like tiptoeing around this, I feel like the people that we saw yesterday on the Capitol are prime examples of white privilege, but also prime examples of unseen and unloved people. And that's exactly what's happening now, right? Like we have been in an economic crisis and a pandemic for the last year, as well as the fact that white people have had their identity systemically questioned in America as soon as Obama became president. And when people feel um, scorned and unseen and like their identities are compromised, 
after a while, they will respond violently. And we saw it 80 years ago. And I think that we're seeing it now. Um, So I say all that to say, how do we fucking respond to these people Uh in a holy or God-like way? Especially since so many of them, whiteness, I think is inseparable from Christianness. So like, they're claiming to love the same God as us and to be brothers and sisters with us, yeah. but they're so vastly different from us. How do we how do we relate on a Christ level to these motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> how do we relate to these motherfuckers? <laughs> uh, this is what I mean about um, prophetesses. This right here. <laughs> um... Like, how do we relate no. to them? Yeah, how do I, we I love them? Are I, I, we I, charged with that? Right. I mean, first of all, like, I, the, what you're saying, Beth, about how, um, how like, white privilege, how they feel like they're being oppressed just because there is... I, what's that quote? Um, when you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. Mm-hmm. You know? And what happened in this election is that uh, non-white people came out to vote in record numbers. Mm-hmm. And the cities that these mm-hmm. Trump voters are up, up, think that there was fraud happening uh, are just cities where black people live. Yes. Right. And when you live in a country where black people, where non-white people have been systemically deprived of the, vo- of the vote, um, and uh, all of a sudden they start voting, yeah, that's going to feel like oppression to you. Yep. yep. Uh, because when you're accustomed to privilege... Equality feels like oppression. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I get I get what you're saying, and I under, and I think what you're saying in terms of like, um, how do we love people that are reacting in this way? I think that's a that's a great question. Like, yeah. by saying that we should love them, we're not saying that they're justified in feeling oppressed. Right. 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 Uh, but the but you are I I do think that you're like demonstrating a lot of empathy by like understanding that they do feel oppressed Mm -hmm. their feelings are really real there's no way that you would like travel to the state capital and be willing to risk your life for a tradition that is completely normal you know what i mean like but there's really never been an election with like mass voter fraud like that just doesn't make sense that doesn't happen especially with our systems so like I don't know, like there's really something going on with you. You really, really, you really, really have a need. I don't think that white supremacists would exist if if they really saw their own humanity. But I think white people think that whiteness is like this superhuman thing where you're rich, you have access to all these things, you have so much fun, I wanna be like Trump, I wanna be like Trump. And they're just not present in their humanity or the humanity Mm -hmm. of others. And like, I don't know, I really feel bad for them. That, I mean, that's an incredibly generous response. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I I feel here's here's what I feel. I don't feel bad for them, but I feel guilty <laughs> about not feeling bad for them because the truth is, like, I I think it is it, it is undeniable that is that that loving your enemies is part of <laughs> loving your enemies is is a fundamental part of the Christian faith. Absolutely. <laughs> and if I wanted a religion where I didn't have to love my enemies, I could pick a different religion. But 
I picked Christianity, and that means that I have to love my enemies. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so you know, womp womp for me. <laughs> um, I, I, the question of like, what is the difference between our approach to faith and their approach to faith? I think is a good question. I, I think what I would what I would say is that I'm uh, to to echo what are some of uh, to echo what Jamar Tisby said when we interviewed him last year, like, and also what Drew Hart was talking about, like, if there's one thing I'm not willing to do, it's concede the ground of of faith, Jesus, and Scripture to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not willing to concede just because they're just because. The people in Washington yesterday were whatever flying Jesus flags. Uh, I'm not willing to give over Jesus to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm saying. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But they also don't know that they don't really have Jesus. You know what I mean? Like they really think that they are following the Bible and acting mm-hmm. on behalf of God, kind of. Yeah. What do we? What the fuck do we do with that? Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what we do about that because the, the, they don't really follow us. That's, that's one of the things that I'm, that I'm struggling with here. Like, you know who they do follow are people like Franklin Graham who said shit yesterday. Mm-hmm. Who said jack shit about, like he made a very general prayer. Like this is, this is what our spiritual leaders do when specific instances of disgrace and sin are in our face and affront us. Mm-hmm. Is they make is they make general prayers to God about the pain of the USA without mm-hmm. saying anything mm-hmm. specific, so they never have to talk about anything substantial that they believe. They can just spiritualize everything, like mm-hmm. and those yeah. are the people that they're led by, who really don't have. So like, where what are they even learning about God in the Bible? Yeah, I mean, that's a great no point. Depth. Well, I think. There is a reason that so much of the New Testament, I think, is concerned with false prophets. Jesus himself said that there are going to be people who come along in my name. Um, They will come into you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ferocious wolves. And you'll know them by their fruits. Jesus himself warns his disciples that people are going to come around uh, in Jesus' name. I, I think the real question for us as Christians is always... Uh, are we abiding by Jesus's law of love? I mean, just like it says That's it. in in First John, um, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? And love has to drive you to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything has to drive you, in your faith, mm-hmm. it has to be love. And it's really, really painful for me to see such unlovingness mm-hmm. named as um, an act of faith and like courage and God ordained. Like mm-hmm. what we saw yesterday is not love. What we've seen from Trump over the last four years is not loving. What mm-hmm. we've seen from our nation over the last four years, half of our nation that voted for Trump is mm-hmm. not loving. Mm-hmm. Like. I feel like I sound like a hippie today, but I'm just like, man, if you were really meeting God mm-hmm. and like being met by God, like individually and really seeking him out and seeing him, I feel like it would be so hard 
to be this crazy, you know what I mean? And terrible towards yeah. other people. If you actually like experience mm-hmm. the authentic knowing and loved and belovedness of God, like you couldn't yeah. behave like this. Do, I, I guess my question is, do these people know what they're missing? And I don't think they do. One of the things I think about in all this too, I think like, I think part of like the inner workings of this, of what we saw yesterday, and you know, I don't think this, like Andrew, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think this is going to be the last of what we see either. Like we're still two weeks from the mm-hmm. inauguration. Who knows what's going to happen? Like we still have a very contested presidency with a very large portion of the population, even if nothing happens in the next two weeks. Like we, mm-hmm. we're in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what I see in that crowd is fear. Um, is fear at who knows what? I, I, I mean, we, we could probably talk a lot about what people are afraid of, but I, I am, um, you know, one of the things we've, we've kicked around and, and they're kicking around too, are things like civil war and, and the end of our nation. Um, which I don't think we need to be afraid of the second one. Like it, like the the kind of the kind of nation we're afraid of losing is exactly the kind of nation we should be celebrating losing as Christians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I I do think that is that is part of the drive, is is losing that foothold, Beth. Like you were saying, I I, I think from this conversation, there's a bunch of other stuff that we can talk about. Like, what's our approach to scripture? the idea of decline and the idea of the end of America. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is that, what does that mean? And what does that look like? And how does that, how do we approach that? Also, how do we approach that theologically? We yeah, have to there's... have a rapture discussion. <laughs> so we so should talk about that. Uh-huh. Maybe we should make that last year. We started out, we went on hiatus and then we came mm-hmm. back with a series and then the fucking mm-hmm. pandemic struck and that series went out the window, I but know. maybe like, we should have a series about the different ways in which we approach our faith. Like how do we relate to prayer? How do we relate to communal worship? Like we're a part of a white mm-hmm. ass church, mm-hmm. Andrew, mm-hmm. why are you here? Why is my black ass here? You know, like, <laughs> <All the time>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same. Like how do we approach communal worship and like, how do we, I, we have to do the Bible episode again, even though mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. makes me mad. So maybe that that'll start so our good. next season. Yeah, it was yeah. So good. It was so good that the devil d- destroyed it. The devil, <laughs> but the devil went after it. Destroyed that episode. <laughs> it was so good. People right. were going to um, get saved. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Oh my gosh. How do we? How do we want to oh end this? Gosh. Do we want to end this the way norm- we normally do? Yeah, with what maybe we're into. With what we're into, or maybe we should. I don't know. No, I just kind of want to end it. I want this to be different. Yeah, I want this to be different and to be like noticeably different. Do we want to say anything about taking a break and coming back with a new series? Yep. You want Uh, me to say it? We're going to take a break and come back with a new series. (laughs) Chris, well done, Chris. Chris said it. Since it's since it's uh, can I can I say say Black Little Mermaid? (laughs) No. Oh man. Beth was Beth was early. Andrew gets to say, stay black, Little Mermaid, and I'm going to do all the announcements. <laughs> chaos, chaos. 2021. Um, <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I guess I'll close us and I'll tell people that we're coming back and maybe let's ask people for episode ideas too. What do you think yeah, about that? Yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. All right, y'all. So this is just a, what you just listened to was just a mini-sode. We're actually taking a hiatus um, so that we can come back and bring you guys some really fantastic episodes um, and do maybe some series again. But let us know what you think about this episode and past episodes. We know that you were on vacation and you took a break and you got caught up. If you didn't get caught up, shame on you. But. (laughs) just more goodness. You got more goodness in your future. Go to our website and let us know what you want us to talk about. What are some things that you're working out? I haven't said this in a while, but um, yeah, we're working out our faith um, and how we follow Jesus in community with one another. So go to our website. It is colorcorrectionpodcast.com and leave a comment and let us know how you're working out your faith as well as what you want us to talk about. And hopefully when we come back, we have a series on how we're personally working out our faith. So with that being said, I'm thinking of Andrew saying, stay black when we're <laughs> Do it. I want to do it. <laughs> Go ahead, Andrew, do it. <laughs> Shake it up. All right, all right, all right. Stay black, Little Mermaid. <laughs> that was great! <laughs> Check that off the bucket list. <laughs>